0: Behind closed doors. Yeah. Bye. 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 This is B Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. Michael, what movie are we discussing today? Oh, today we're discussing Lake of Dracula. Released
1: in the US in 1973. It's a Japanese vampire movie. And
0: what are we going to drink while we're talking about it, Jason? We are going to drink Erica the Hungry, a red ale from Wing Walker Brewery in Monrovia, California.
1: It's definitely red. Oh, yeah. It's got a beautiful red hue. It's got that great balance of uh, maltiness and hops that you want from a red ale. I got got to tell you, I'm enjoying this. I love a good red ale. I think red ales get a little forgotten in the American craft beer scene. Um, so it was great when you when I saw you had this I was like oh perfect a red ale with a vampire movie It makes sense M- <laughs> makes sense and this is a nice one I could drink a good good amount of this with some nice pub foods some- Well
0: we got four so <laughs> we'll, we'll be going through those <laughs>
1: and, we, and we have Lake of Dracula to talk about which you know right up front I'm gonna say I did get a kick out of this movie and one kind of cool thing is that This is not like an overly violent gory movie You have children at what age do you think it would be appropriate?
0: Well, my 20? oldest, and she is a tween. I allow her to watch it. It is a <laughs> decent, okay vampire film. I do want to say before we continue that I watch it on Amazon Prime. It's a subtitled movie. So number one, forgive me if I mispronounce some of the Japanese names. Oh, we're we're gonna, we're, gonna,
1: we're we're going to do our best, but we do not speak
0: Japanese, so we're going by the subtitle. <laughs> Japan itself doesn't have a vampiric myth. So this is very much a European Bram Stoker Dracula brought into Japan. When I finished watching it, it could have been in any country, this movie. I think we both arrived at this
1: point at the same time where when you watch it, if you're familiar with any of the Hammer movies, Hammer Horror or Amicus, it's almost as if the makers of this movie were watching hammer and amicus movies and said we're just going to make one of those here but there's not there's not a lot of Japanese culture in it vampire Dracula they call him Dracula once he dresses you know he's got a turtleneck he looks like Christopher Lee yeah, he's a right? I kept calling him like the Japanese Christopher Lee vampire guy
0: he's a good looking guy the actor but yeah to, to the point is <laughs> I am not a expert on Japanese culture but just if there's nothing that said oh this Had to be done in Japan. I I totally agree. It was a Toho production. Yes. They made their big stamp on movie history because they're the production company behind Godzilla. And they branched out and did some of this horror movie in the early 70s.
1: And hats off to them. This is an atmospheric, interesting movie. It starts, we have uh, some young children playing on the coast. Most of them are leaving and they tell Akiko don't linger her dog runs away she chases her dog she ends up at this gothic mansion again not what you would assume is a traditional japanese dwelling but a big gothic mansion straight out of hammer and a scary old man comes along comes out of nowhere her solution is she screams runs into the house yes which is odd there's a woman sitting at a piano and i do have to say this big fancy house it's kind of a cheap looking piano Usually you would expect like a huge grand grand piano, (laughs) but it's sort of like a cheap little piano. There's a woman sitting with her back to her, touches the woman, the woman turns around. It's it's a scary little quick shock. Uh, The woman's super pale, looks dead. She just turns real close up on her face. And the little girl screams, and then she looks up, and there's Dr- Dracula. Let's call him Dracula. Dracula, right. yeah. We're well, going to refer to him as Dracula. Yeah. We and, don't, and,
0: I don't think he's, at the end, I'm going to say, I don't think he's Dracula, but we're going to refer to him as Dracula. Yes,
1: <laughs> because it is Lake of Dracula. True. So, And he's, he's standing on the stairs, with blood running down, he's got the fangs and gold eyes. And so then, boom.
0: That's the great opening. It grabbed me, and we now jump to the present. That opening scene, there's going to be a question for a long time if that was the lead character of Kiko's dream or if that actually happened. But now we're at a lake. This is where she lives. I take it she's an artist. She lives with her sister, Natya. We're going to call her Nadia because because I think that's how they pronounce it in the movie. I think the character's name is actually, when you look at the credits, Natsuko.
1: But her sister lives in the big city, I thought. It's confusing because they make it seem like at times the big city is far away Hmm. But then other times they're like with the beep, minutes bebopping out and back. But I felt like she went to visit her sister, and like again, if, I don't know. Yeah. But I felt like it was a Kiko's house, and her sister would come and visit her a lot. E- either way, I'm splitting hairs. <laughs> yeah. But when, as soon
0: as you said that, I was like, wait, did she live with her sister? Big opening scene that introduces everything is. Akiko is taking her dog for a walk named Leo which is also the same name the little girl in opening scene her dog different type of dog different breed there's a boathouse where the handyman works you could also rent boats from him and you could rent fishing lines and his name is Kyusaku Kyusaku Okay. Think we, we decided I'm on that. A, I might refer to him as a caretaker yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> make it for ease yes. she wants him to come that tonight and fix her door she has an issue with her the door and as she's talking then a truck rolls in this really Awful delivery guy who doesn't say anything, offers nothing. He's just dropping off a giant crate. The caretaker, he's bothered by the fact the guy's not telling him where it's from. He's just dropping it off for him. He dumps the crate off and then drives off. Now, we will come back to that truck and driver at the very end. I have no idea why they added that to the very end. I, mean, I, don't, I don't either.
1: It <laughs> doesn't make sense. But yeah, the driver, he drops off this coffin-sized package. And q Saku is, is like, hey, that's not mine. And I don't want it. And the guy's like, Whatever. I'm I'm leaving it anyway. And so Kiyosaku goes, Well, I'd better drag this into my home. It's super heavy. I (laughs) feel bad for the guys. (laughs) I'm like, Kick rocks, dude.
0: This isn't my package. It does look like a coffin. I ain't dragging it into my home. The musical score to this does do a good job because as that truck pulls away, ominous music starts out, and you realize normalcy has now ended. Everything's going to happen after this. The truck's left. There's a box. We don't know, but the movie is called of Dracula and the box is the size of a casket. So we have some hints of what's going to happen.
1: That's a good point on that musical note. But I I also had that the music for this movie is all over the place. Because you will. You'll get that kind of ominous and then you'll get some psychedelic weird stuff. Then loungy jazz kind of pops up out of nowhere, and it's very strange. It's just—it's kind of confusing. Like they just randomly said, "Throw this in there." They—they they just did a little <laughs> little bingo thing, where they're like, "Oh, I guess we put loungy jazz in for this scene." But you're right—that was it. That was a nice note at that point. So yeah, poor Kusaku—he
0: drags it in there and he opens it up, and it indeed is a coffin. And I didn't look into cultural things, but. I noticed all the coffins in this movie are white coffins. That's not usually a color I associate with a coffin. Usually they're wood. Yeah. I actually do have a lot of experience with <laughs> <Okay. in> that.
1: <laughs> I worked at a cemetery growing okay. up. So and I know a, a casket makers. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. There you go. I, I've actually been around a lot of coffins. <laughs> Please. And for the most part you're getting wood. Like it's just a natural yeah. wood finish. Yeah. yeah, I I thought the same thing when it, when I saw it, I'm like, what is this made of? If it's made from like a granite or a stone, Kyusaku is the single strongest human being because he sort of drug that thing into his home. Like he lunged no. over it. He was using his back too. <laughs> he, was, he was doing his poor dragging skills, but that thing would be so dang heavy. You know, yeah. he, he's kind of freaked out. Ah, I'm calling people. I don't know who he's calling. He's just calling and yelling at people being like, Dracula! The package got sent and it's from Dracula. Just called some random person and started saying, Who's dude who sent this? Yeah. I've never heard of this delivery company. And the, You know, the poor guy on the phone is like, why is Kiyosaku calling me and yelling at? This is ridiculous. This guy's a
0: clown. And now we're going to be introduced to Akiko's sister. And she's a dish. She's adorable. Uh, we did have to do some research and... I thank my friend Brian's mom for helping us out on this. They're back at Akiko's house. This is where you start seeing that Akiko has some emotional issues about this incident that occurred to her as a child. And she doesn't know if it's a dream. She doesn't know if it's real. But she can't get out ahead and she's painting this picture with this golden eye. Nadia reminds Akiko. She's like, hey, your boyfriend, Dr. Takashi, is going to come over this evening and you shouldn't obsess about things like that. The sister seems like she has... She's in it for the Doctor, too. Like, there is some sibling rivalry that you sense right off. She straight up says, you yeah. know, hey, you keep
1: you keep acting the way you are, I'm going to steal them from you. <laughs> in a fun <laughs> way, like in a... Ooh. And also, this is the beginning of her sister, Natya, and Takashi, her boyfriend, being extremely dismissive of things that are clearly upsetting Akiko. Like, it's <laughs> not very familial.
0: For a while, the film jumps back and forth because it goes back to The Caretaker and the sun setting... And he opens it up, and there's nothing inside but a drop of blood.
1: What I like is he seems relieved. There's no body. That would probably be yeah. worse. But, like, you open it, and there's blood. And he's like, whoa. Thank, thank goodness.
0: goodness. I'd be like, I don't know. This is. But then there's a jump scare. And he looks up, and there's golden eyes. And then back to Kiko's house. And Dr.
1: Takashi. Takashi shows up. She's talking about how she has these misgivings about this creepy truck driver. And he says, to reassure her, I'm sure, she's creating illusions of hypothetical enemies. Yes. And then her sister is even less
0: supportive. And even Nadia says at the time after the doctor makes that strange, you know, psychoanalytical statement, I plan to write about the theme of woman's latent terror. Like everybody's, thank you, you. dogpiling on a Kiko. (laughs) Dr. Takashi, he's not much of a boyfriend. He's
1: a cad. I thought, you know what? Maybe you should go off and be with the sister. Because Akiko deserves better yes. than you showing up and saying <laughs> illusions of of imaginary enemies or something, you know? Yeah. Akiko, she, she goes, hey, Kiyosaku didn't show up in the middle of the night to fix my lock, and that was the deal. She makes some very questionable decisions, and this yeah. is one where she has to go to Kiyosaku's
0: at night to get that door fixed. <laughs> to get the door fixed. Or at you least know? find out why it didn't show up.
1: I don't know why it's that important. So in Takashi, being the you know gentleman that he is, he drops her off in the dark. And he's like, I'm going to boogie on home.
0: <laughs> Knowing that she's going to have to walk home Yeah, afterwards.
1: and she's <laughs> carrying like a covered dish. I don't know if she's like bringing Kiyosaku dinner. She goes into Kiyosaku's and there's our Japanese Christopher Lee
0: vampire. Later on we realize he mailed his casket to this area. With the intent of getting her. And yet, he doesn't make any movement to try it at the time. And she leaves just, like, with nothing. Like, she's able to get out and nothing happens.
1: And this is something... We need to talk about yep. every vampire movie has its own set of rules, but there are certain rules vampires seem to live under, uh, unlive under. And this this vampire has some of those. <laughs> Supposed to be able to enthrall you, mesmerize you, bend you to it, their will. This vampire can do it with some people, but it can't with a Kiko. I'm sure it's just for plot's sake, but... For whatever reason, this guy can look at someone be or call them, even when he's not there, be like, hey, Jason, come do this, and you'll do it. But Akiko, no. Vampire is usually super strong. This guy, not so much. He is not strong.
0: (laughs) He is not. I mean, he's not a weakling, but... Based He's off got of, basic human strength. A, a basic, that you would expect exactly. from a gentleman of this this stature. And also, he bites in the neck. You, you keep across this movie. You keep seeing those yep. bite marks in people's necks, so they know, like, oh, that looks odd. He drains blood, but he doesn't shapeshift. Doesn't have the super strength. They don't touch on garlic. Nope. Uh, they don't touch on, you know... Silver. It's basically you have to burn them or you stab them through the heart with the stake. Which is also a very traditional vampire. Exactly.
1: Absolutely. We go to the city with her and her sister. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, the clothes for the two sisters in this movie. Way, way cool. Like, <laughs> if you're into, like, clothing style check it out because they do they wear some super super cool outfits in this we go to have lunch and there's like a this is where some like cheesy loungy jazz is played and it's like it's a whole combo but there's only a piano player playing the piano but it's like it's a full combo like there's
0: drums and bass and all this but there's only a piano and they're having lunch they seem like close sisters they seem like they spend time they're shopping it's almost it reminds me of almost like a montage scene of you know, 1970s, that, or I don't know when that TV show with Marlo Thomas on, but that girl, the mod clothing. Exactly. But that piano sound.
1: Boy, does it trigger something in Akiko. She, boom, she has a flashback to the woman in the house, the dead woman drained of blood, spinning around. And and Nadia, is she's not very supportive. No, <laughs> she's like, not at all. And so her thing is... Hey, let's call Takashi and yeah. have dinner. Yeah, I'm like, dude, we're not even finished with lunch. And you're thinking exactly. about dinner? <laughs> that <was> that's, <laughs> that's my that's my kind of woman. It's like we're eating a meal and let's let's talk about the next meal.
0: But <laughs> hey, they call him because they do. He's very excited. It's like, let's have steak dinner. Like he is like yes. <laughs> but
1: but this is what I love is and again there maybe it's a translation uh, situation. But when they do call Takashi at the hospital. They're like, hey, Takashi, you got a phone call. They give him the phone. He finds out it's his girlfriend, and his re- his reply is, oh, it's you. <laughs> That's what the subtitles say. Oh, oh it's you. <laughs> For most of us, if we said that to our significant other, that would be kind of some icy silence on the other
0: end. Oh, it's you is not what anybody wants to hear. <laughs> well, as a boyfriend, him and Akiko's relationship, he doesn't show any affection. In fact, they don't seem very close or even touchy until the very end. And it's more out of fear where he's protecting her. He doesn't emote to her. There's no PDA. There's no kissing. There's not even a holding hand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so his steak dinner is rained upon
0: because they have a new patient. Found out by Lake Fujimi. Ooh, and that's... He's like, huh, this kind of bothers me because this is where Akiko lived.
1: And so Kiko and Natia... They
0: take a bus home. Mass transportation... I was pleased with that. Outstanding. Outstanding. (laughs) They were thinking green.
1: But again, it just shows like this disconnect where it seems like at times it feels like the city is far away and sadly, Leo's missing.
0: And Akika goes looking for Leo.
1: In the dark, alone, another questionable choice. And she does find Leo. Yeah, and poor Leo is dead. But then, out of nowhere, Kiyosaku shows up, and he's standing there, and he doesn't, because he used to be sort of like a comic relief early, Mm -hmm. he was like this sort of goofy, happy guy, but not now. He's very grave, just doesn't say anything, and she's like, dude, my dog's dead. And then she looks
0: at him and sort of dawns on her, she goes, you did this. And then he smacks her, right? Yeah. He smacks her so hard, she hits a tree and knocks herself out. He's like the Renfield character all of a sudden. Yes.
1: He becomes like the caretaker of Dracula. Yeah. She wakes up on a table back at Kiyosaku's and who's who's standing over? Her. Dracula. And fortunately, a couple of lively boat renters show up. <laughs> because and, and again, this is something where like like Dracula, like the the headlights shine through and Dracula's like and he runs. If you're a vampire It's at night.
0: You should be able to take these two guys out. Sunlight Traditionally harms yeah. vampires. I didn't think the headlights headlights would harm them, and also couldn't he enthrall them? I mean, they were just too that's local. What, see, that's fishing. what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like you here's
0: free lunch. He doesn't seem to try very often. No, no. He, he's, he's not
1: the ambitious vampire that that we often associate with vampires, like trying to take over a bunch of stuff. No. He's kind of like, I don't know, I'll get to that when I get to it. Yeah. So no, but these boaters show up and save her. Boaters, again, nobody really cares about Akiko. These guys, they save her and they're outside and they go in and they're like, nobody's in that house. Nobody's in there, yo. Why
0: didn't they call the authorities? Because she's telling the story, this guy attacked me, they pulled me in there, there's a stranger there.
1: I know myself, if a person came running out of a building and said, oh my god, thank you. These people knocked me yeah. out, kidnapped Napted me. Killed my dog. <laughs> killed my dog and took me into that house and I don't know what they were going to do then. My reaction wouldn't be, oh, <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> I, you know. And I, and I wouldn't be like, vigilante Joe, I'd, I'd be like... Um, we need to call cops. Yeah. So, yeah, these guys are just kind of joking around and yeah. stuff. And then, again, bad decision. Just, she goes, I'm going to go home. Yeah. Walks yeah. off into the darkness. Guys let her go. And they decide that they're going to fish somewhere
0: else. It's a yeah. the <laughs> funny part. Like, this is screwed up area. It's a, it's a middle of the night.
1: I mean, I, I assume. I feel like it's like the middle of the night. And then the, the one says, isn't she a bit crazy? <laughs> Like, dude, she just said she was attacked. (laughs) She does get home and Nadia isn't there. The broken door just keeps banging away. It opens outward. Exterior doors, in my experience, don't open outward. I have not been able to figure out what the point of the broken door is. It's not like it really serves as a plot device or anything. It's just a broken door.
0: And I think it's just to make that atmospheric, scary sound as she's walking through the house. Because she has all these deep embedded tears from a childhood trauma. Now all of a sudden you hear that door open and shut. She doesn't know where Natia
1: is. So she calls Takashi. She's like, ah, you gotta get out here. And he's like, what's going on? And she goes, I can't explain. I'm like, no, they're really simple ways. Uh, Kiyosaku killed my dog. And then he (laughs) hit me and kidnapped me. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) That's not that hard to explain, but then that's, her her sister shows up out of nowhere. She said she was out walking around the lake. Yeah, <laughs> like what? She grabs the phone, and her and Takashi have this fun little conversation about how you know she's crazy yeah. and impossible. Akiko, She's just
0: upset that you didn't make the steak dinner,
1: and he just goes like, "She's impossible." <laughs> and, and again, I'm just like, this woman has nobody in her life who truly cares. Sadly, the the person who cares for her the most is the vampire. That's that's his, true.
0: That's a crummy life. His, is, his goal is to get her. He's <laughs> like,
1: I want to marry her. I'm, th- th- that's his goal. <laughs> Nobody else in her life cares for her as much as this undead being. And it's kind of sad. Watching it so many times, I really feel Poor bad Kiko. for this
0: woman. <laughs> yeah. They have a really interesting conversation. And I think some of it has to do with the translation. <laughs> Kiko tells Nadia that Kusaku, the caretaker, tried to rape her. Now... Like we said, we're watching the translation on the screen. And Natia's response to that is, well, his eyes always did shine when he looked at you. Heh, I'm going to bed. Like, she shirks her arms and he's like, "Ah, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, what kind of sister is that? Or what kind of person when someone says, someone just tried to rape me. And she's like, well, I'm gonna go to bed now. Doesn't like, surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. She's
1: like, doesn't surprise me. His eyes, eyes, eyes did shine. He <laughs> yeah. really did. Yeah, that's really not what I needed to hear. She does just pop off. Have fun. Be by yourself with the yeah. banging door. The bang the old banging door banging <laughs> away. But maybe it's a translation thing, but it is almost outright upsetting.
0: Then we're back at the hospital. Dr. Kakashi's there, and Dracula kind of meanders into the grounds of the hospital outside with his long scarf turtleneck and the farmer's daughter who they brought in with the missing blood
1: loss, she gets up and her hospital gown is a super short nightie (laughs) what hospital is like you know we get our gowns from victoria's secret that's
0: that's (laughs) my same thought michael i'm like wait a second
1: yeah, she just gets up, and it's a micro-mini gown. It was just something you would get out of a catalog to be like, hey, you know, we're sort of sexy, but not super yeah. sexy. We're not perverts. We're just kind of sexy. She gets up, and it's actually a creepy moment. She's walking down the hall. The nurse goes, yay, where are you going? And she looks over her shoulder and kind of smiles. And it's really creepy. It is. Do you think Dracula was calling her to, like, come out, hey, come out and be with me? Because she goes out, she's on an outdoor staircase, and a security guard, somebody comes and confronts her. And they kind of tussle a bit. And then she, she just falls right off the stairs to her death. Was Dracula there to kill her? Did He didn't plan the little altercation no. with the security guard. So do you, what do you think he was doing?
0: I think he was calling her in the original Bram Stoker's Dracula. He had those other vampire women who lived with him. And I think that's what he was after. He wanted Nadia. He wanted this woman. He was going to have an entourage. And I think it, the death was he, it, it was unexpected. It, it, it maybe maybe it was just to tie up a loose end. They're yeah. like, well, we got to do something with this character. Wasn't she a vampire already? When she turned back and looked at the nurse, didn't she have fangs? No. Okay. Because that's my question <laughs> of where sometimes... He bites people, and they turn into a vampire. Not yet. The the one thing we know is
1: that this guy drinks blood. He drinks blood. the only concrete thing we know.
0: And sometimes you might turn into a vampire, and sometimes you're just enthralled. Because if you get bitten, isn't
1: it? Traditionally, you're owned by the vampire. But if you drink the vampire's blood, then you you become a vampire. Akiko, back at her crib, she finds the door. She had tied the door shut but um, don't want the raccoons getting in. But she finds it untied, and then she spies her sister walking trance-like outside. And this is great, because she does all <laughs> these things like, I'm going to go walk home in the middle of the night. She's doing this all the time, but when it comes to her sister, she runs through the woods to chase after <laughs> her sister. She quits really early. So maybe their sisterly bond wasn't quite as strong as I thought. Cruise home and call up Takashi. Dr. And Kasima. meanwhile, of course, Dracula has summoned Natya. Farmer's daughter at the hospital was a no-go. Her, her and her nightie, yeah. and her And her sexy nighty That went sideways a little bit. I just for the life of me, I, I couldn't figure out, why didn't you just do that with a Kiko, dude? I
0: mean, did he want her to turn herself over to him with with her free will? When you stand back and watch it multiple times, he hasn't been in a long time. He doesn't have everything worked out.
1: Instead of having this broken door follow us around the whole movie for no reason... Why not come up with a reason why Akiko? Like, oh, it's her artistic temperament or something. So at this point also, Takashi has suddenly, he's done a 180. Where he used to just be like, yeah, you're having dreams. Your dreams are dumb and your pain is not worth my time, (laughs) basically. He becomes Von Helsing out of nowhere. Just a switch flipped. And he's now just way into this. He's like, it's
0: vampires, after that night, he shows up the next morning. He's honking his horn. Nadia does come down and say, I wasn't outside. Like, you must be lying, lying again. The doctor says, hey, it's not like the two of you a fight. They seem close, but there's clearly some friction between the two of them. He's exhausted. His patient died last night. He doesn't go into details like it. And she fell off the building. (laughs) Yeah, I can't
1: explain. It's like, these are simple things. Yeah, a patient woke up and fell to her death. And now now I believe in
0: vampires. (laughs) So they take a walk, and he really unloads her about the death of the hospital and how much it impacted him. He's now concerned that something's going around at the lake. And he's like, let's go and see Kiyosaka. And they walk there, and he totally gaslights Akiko. He's like, (laughs) what are you talking about? I didn't do anything.
1: Who was who that man? And he's
0: like, it's my master. I know your
1: master well. Yeah. I mean, again, I know your master well. And he goes, he's changed. Yeah. He's like polishing a fishing rod or something. He's like, I'm busy. Leave me alone. And he's like, you're right,
0: Kiyosaki. There's something going on with this guy.
1: He used to just be creepy and annoying, like in a bubbly way. Now he's just reticent
0: and creepy. And when they get back to the house, and this is my question to you. Nati says, the hospital called... I know it's your day off. You have to wake later. Was she lying? One hundred percent.
1: You know that was a whole setup. That was a complete lie. It was. A, and and she appears pe- in the door, and it is downright scary. She is becoming a vampire. Her she's so pale. She's just standing in the door. Her eyes. It that is like a chilling moment. She okay. goes, "Hey, that was the hospital. Yeah. You have to work." And he's like, "Ah, oh, darn! It's my day off." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And a thunderstorm rolls in as he departs. And you hear the lightning and the thunder because bad things happen in storms. Yep, I wrote that nice
1: little trope they use where all of a sudden it's like as she's saying it, it's like lightning and stuff. When he leaves, Akiko goes back in. And there's, there's Dracula. I didn't know he was an art critic. He's like, uh, I sound like you're painting. It's a first-rate work of art. The fear felt by the artist is portrayed so vividly.
0: And that's how you win the heart of the woman you're after. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and her sister, by now, it's, it's clear that her sister is not on her side. And you realize that's the first time Dracula speaks. It's around 42, 43 minutes in the movie, that's the first time he utters anything except for a growl in the movie.
1: That's a good point. You, you see him, he's on screen, but he doesn't say anything. He uses eyes. Um, yes, yeah, which he does well. So yeah, we find out the whole hospital thing was a ruse because here's Takashi, he's driving in a storm, and Kiyosaku comes out of the back seat of the car to try to kill him in the lamest way possible. He's just like, he's like clear that Kiyosaku is like, I don't know how to murder a person. Yeah. So he just grabs him. At one point, I was watching this, he just grabs him by the lapels. He's just shaking the lapels of his jacket. They pull over. Kiyosaki's like, well, look what I found. A, a crescent a wrench. Crescent. Which is important to note because it's a, just a metal crescent wrench. It's a lightning storm. Yes. It's a big rainstorm. So when he gets out to chase Takashi, he puts his hand up.
0: It's lightning that kills Kiyosaka.
1: Kiko, meanwhile... She's in the house. She's running from Dracula. He's chasing her, but he can't catch her. No. He's like tripping up the stairs. It's, boy, this Dracula. I mean, vampires are scary. But I'd be like, ah, I'm not really scared of this guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm just going <laughs> to beat him up. <laughs> and she hides in this wardrobe. And he comes up and he gets her and pulls the old no reflection trick. Yes. Because she peeks out of this wardrobe and she looks in a mirror. Doesn't see. And me. there's no one there. And she goes, oh, the coast is clear. <laughs> well, she gets out. No, it's not. Because he's standing there. He's like, gotcha. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> great gotcha moment. Real quick. This beer is making me hungry. For, no, it is. For more beer.
0: And it's a good point to, to stop and talk about this for a second. I want to read what's on the beer can. Because I, I, it cracked me up. This is Erica the Hungry. Legendary Viking warrior queen ultimate frisbee champion and beer connoisseur erica the hungry is renowned far and wide for her legendary feats of athletic prowess and exuberance we created this ale in her honor for enthusiastic celebration we started by brewing a traditional red ale with some carefully kilned red malt and then dry hopped using chinook chinook yeah and warrior to create a bright fruity aroma as a counterpoint to its rich malt character I'm loving this yeah I do and,
1: and I'll tell you it's not warm but as the temperature came up a little bit yeah. just it opened up a whole new horizon on this beer
0: I stopped by this brewery by accident I know that right now it's hard for places place to be open and I was just looking my wife and myself on Sunday to find a little brewery to buy something and I said hey there's a couple down here in Monrovia let's stop in
1: the, the maltiness is just I, I love a good malty beer and, and this thing has it this is something you want like a big tankard and I really just want meat on a bone <laughs> you know I just want to be grabbing <laughs> like somebody. a Viking like yeah, when you think I, of a traditional Viking I, I kind of do and it, I just kind of want to be indulgent like it's there's just this richness to it
0: and I love that we chose this beer because of the red because of vampires we had to
1: you know <laughs> I, I thought a Japanese beer would be too on the nose cheers again yeah cheers thank you this is, this, this is your pick and yeah. this is a I'm digging this yeah. beer
0: 4.6 ABV, so, you know. just this is for day drinking? Yeah, for you day, day drinking. Wa- For you day walkers? Yeah. <laughs> Back to the movie. She's stuck. Dracula's there in the room. That reflection tricked her because she didn't see it in the mirror. But then Dr. Takashi shows up. It's just him showing up and she running and the Dracula and Natya decide, okay. Too much for us. Too mu-. And I'm like, this is- really? You're not even trying. <laughs> Come on, Dracula. <laughs> she wants out there and throws that painting in the fire. Which, which dude, he probably would have bought it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just threw money away. Like, he clearly liked it. He has this what gothic he, house mansion. I, I, he clearly, I, I, there's some some the, money floating around. Although, although, although honestly,
1: <laughs> looking at that piano, yeah. I think it might be Maybe. Fa- false goods. <laughs> they find Natia on the beach, and she says something that's kind of important. When I die, burn me
0: immediately so Michael vampire is biting her on the neck originally does he say I'm gonna give you some rules number one (laughs) if you don't want to be a vampire you you should probably burn yourself why would she know about
1: vampiric lore (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and say um there's a little something you call a plot hole it leads us to her actually dying Dying. and
0: then of course Takashi's. we're gonna do an autopsy he would do the autopsy and he says it right in front of it like it's casual. Like, oh, the nurse, hey, roll her in. We'll do the autopsy later. What? He's just like,
1: there's only one answer to all of this. <laughs> Vampires. <laughs> like,
0: really? I use that work every once in a while too <laughs> when it comes out. I get to a point where I'm like, there's only one answer to this. It's a vampire.
1: <laughs> That's it. Again, really an expert because he's like, Akiko, I knew it. That wasn't a dream. You really experienced that when you were a kid you really did chase your dog in there at that point she should have just been like man you are terrible i've been saying this for a while i've been like i've been having troubles you don't care about my troubles until you can be a mr smart guy
0: he goes you know i've done some research on vampires and cannibals. When? <laughs> when, when? When are we doing that, Takashi? Because all of a sudden he is now not just a Jonathan Harkin character, he's a Van Helsing character. And the original novel, they did spend time talking about myth, and that's how they learn about it. But I think only a couple days have gone by. So. Not many. It's like vampires and cannibals. It's, it's, and like, wait a second, why did you research he's like cannibals? Tapping
1: his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. He's tapping his teeth with <laughs> the pencil. you're like, in my free time. It's like, you remember when I said I wanted to have steak dinner, but then I had to do something? Yeah. I'm like, actually, I was researching
0: <laughs> vampires and cannibals. And he and, says, in 19, 1948, a man in England was executed for drinking human blood. Now, of course, I had to go look that up. Did it happen? <laughs> well... The closest I could find is that there was a serial killer called the Acid Bath Murderer. Yikes. Who named John Hay, who dissolved the bodies of his victims in sulfuric acid. At his trial, to avoid hanging, he was trying to claim insanity. He says, by saying he drank the blood of his victims. (laughs) And that's what John Uh Hay was trying to use. To say, I'm insane. I wasn't just, I was drinking their blood. But that's the closest I could find.
1: Anyway, there's this moment where he's saying what you thought was a dream when you were five. That actually happened. So then this gets into a whole discussion. They start doing this whole psychoanalyzing. Uh, Akiko and Natia's relationship, they thought you made this up to get attention because you had a little sister. Yeah. And she was getting attention. You thought your parents wouldn't love you anymore. So you did this. And then, and then there's this great moment where she's like, oh, she goes... Nadia must have hated me after the incident. Yeah. Again, Takashi, this warm-hearted soul that he is, he goes, probably, deep in her heart, she hated
0: you. It's amazing that not only he's, he's a doctor of some sort of medicine because he works in the hospital, but he knows how to do hypnotism. Oh, he, yes, <laughs> yes. And he, he's a psychoanalyst as well. <laughs> and then the parental... A, a renaissance man? Is, yeah. that, is that what we might call him? He's, like, exactly.
1: he's like the Ben Franklin of
0: <laughs> 1970s Japan. <laughs> The family relationship where he's saying that the parents, they had only enough love for one child. Terrible people. <laughs> yeah, they go, oh, they could only spend the time to love one child and... That's why you feigned that it wasn't really happening. It was just a dream. She's like, Nadia must have been so lowly. I'm like, really? The parents didn't pay attention to her because all their love was focused on you? Like, horrible parents.
1: So that was just all mixed up. But you know what? There's only one solution to all of this, Jason. And they got to go to her hometown.
0: Yes, they got to.
1: I don't know why. But (laughs) Takashi goes, that's the only solution. We have to go to your hometown and find out where all this happened. What really happened. They find the spot with our opening shot of the ocean, the shore. It's really a beautiful shot. And they go, you know, then you chased your dog. Let's follow that path. And you know what they find? They find the delivery truck. (laughs) The dude took the coffin. He drove it. Up to Lake Fujimi. And then he just drove back to the house and died.
0: Well, see, I figured he drove back to the house to get paid. And Dracula <laughs> killed him. See, drained all his blood. I <laughs> like vampire. that. I like
1: your idea better. <laughs> so they're, they're like, hey, there's the dead guy. Let's go into this house and find out what's up. And then she remembers, oh, you know the old creepy guy in the beginning? He wasn't an old creepy guy. He actually helped me. Yeah, he After it went me. down, he got me out of the yeah. house. And she refers to them as foreign,
0: even though the actors playing them is clearly Japanese.
1: Yeah, I do I do wonder, because they never say like where they were from, but they did travel there. The, the family moved there, yeah. built like an English, Gothic, Victorian mansion. Just kept getting the feeling. They were like, yes, these Europeans came here, but we don't have any European actors, so we're just no. going to have Japanese people pose as foreigners.
0: And we're going to write in Japanese and write a note saying we are not japanese <laughs> like clear like we are not japanese
1: <laughs> it's so true because they go into the house
0: oh there is the cheap piano and it is like one of those hammer fields. because there is a knight's armor <laughs> and there's stained glass like it is a gothic mansion right out of one of those hammer fields. It, it, it is it, not
1: japanese it, 100% again the, yes the the suit of armor is clearly <laughs> like from the british isles so we're like oh they're foreigners they're supposed to be what english the house is not like anything we see yeah. around here, it's and
0: a, it's, they're trying to say these are these are non-Japanese. Like this is caused by foreigners, people who are not indigenous to Japan.
1: And <laughs> so they they end up upstairs. They find the old man, and he's slumped over a desk. They pull him back. And his hand sort of rips apart. They do a close-up, and it's the goriest thing in the movie. But, it, again, it's not really that over the top. No. But it's just odd because this has not been a gory movie. No. But it was like the, the makeup guy said, I've got one cool trick. The hand rips apart, and
0: he falls over. He's dead. So the old man falls over, and they're reading the ledger, and we find out. We find out a bunch of bullet points. One Number one, the vampire has been feeding off me every night. Now I'm thinking, until he dies. Because I'm not sure how much blood he's taken out. But if he's been here every night for 25 years. Hey, I'll
1: tell you what. If his blood is anything like the Erica the Hungry, he's not lasting a night (laughs) in my house.
0: Because this this thing's going down way too smooth. And then big reveal. The vampire is my son. And then reveal. I am not Japanese. (laughs) So he's riding this. So it's the old man. He says, my father built this place in such an isolated locale because he knew... He was descended, so it's not the man's father. The vampire's grandfather also was not a vampire, but he knew he was carrying this trait. The old man says, my father had a normal life, I had a normal life, <laughs> but then the blood trait struck my 25-year-old son. He assaulted a woman he loved and they had to lock him up. And he goes, I saved the little girl and this dog. I love my son. Anyway, all these notes are all written in Japanese.
1: It's like whenever I'm doing a journal entry or anything, I'm like, I make a point of going, I am not Brazilian. Yes, I am not really clear. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: I'm not Lithuanian. Yes, just I'm so you know. I'm not Scottish. Just, just so you know. Just, just lay it out. Lock long- that
1: out there. First thing,
0: really important
1: for me to articulate this.
0: <laughs> this does change that vampire myth, where it sounds like vampirism is an inherited trait, and it could go generations.
1: Which I think is actually cool. I I would have liked to see, like, that would be more explored. That's a really cool idea, that it can be latent and just be there. You're like, oh, I lived a fine life. Life. I didn't, you know, get... I didn't suck anybody's blood. I didn't get the vampire bug. It didn't come up, but then all of a sudden, maybe your son or your daughter has it. Like, that's kind of a cool idea, I think. That it's just sort of like a gene But then Dracula shows up, and that's when we find out the really creepy thing is that he's like, hey, that was me when you were five, and you're going to be my bride. If my dad hadn't saved you that day, you would have been my bride then. It's so pervy, because they don't explain, but we do have to assume, in most vampire stories, whatever age you're at when you get turned into a vampire, you stay at that age. Absolutely. So if you're 80 you're going to be 80 for eternity. If you're 10, you're going to be 10. So what we have to go with here is that he's not just a vampire, he's a pedophile because he would have turned a five-year-old girl into his bride.
0: So wrong. I believe that was one of the plots or one of the various plots in Anne Rice's Interview with a Vampire.
1: In the movie uh, Near Dark, you have the young Josh Miller, his character. He's a young boy, like a a teen, and he's just like, he's like hundreds of years old, and it angers him because he's never going to grow. He's like, I'm always, people are always going to look at me as a little kid. Yeah, so as Dracula is saying this, Takashi, who went from non-believer to 100% believer and expert in like a day and a half, he goes, you know what? You're not really a vampire. They don't exist. You're just a nut job. (laughs) Who understands how to hypnotize people? Who hypnotizes people, and <laughs> I guess he can hypnotize them to have fangs. Yeah, which is a good good skill. It's just a weird change in him. Nazi is also there. No, why not? Throw her in she's, she's got, a full, she, full on vampire, now. and she's got her
0: she's got her own coffin. Then we get to the big fight. It goes back and forth. Dr. Takashi, Dracula, they're fighting on the edge of a banister on the second floor. For the first time, you're like, oh, well maybe the Dracula does have above par strength, (laughs) not super strength, or Dr. Takashi, he's just not that physical. (laughs) Dracula is big on the
1: backhand. His fighting style is kind of just to grab your shirt and swing backhands at you, just backhand you in the face. (laughs) The banister is cracking a little bit, and you're going, oh man, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then out of nowhere, who shows
0: up? It is... The vampire's father, the old man.
1: Wait, the guy who was just dead on the floor? Yeah,
0: somehow he pulled himself or crawled out to that area. I don't know how he did it because one of his hands is kind of gone, right? One of the hands is One hand in it across the
1: floor. Did like the army crawl on his belly out the door, out of the room, down the hall... And then he just kind of reaches out and grabs Dracula's ankle, thus causing him to fall into the banister, which is cracked. And then comes, I'm not kidding, I think one of the five greatest deaths in the history of cinema. Dracula falls, lands like a piece of wood, goes through his gut like right under his sternum. Not the heart, but eh, you know. We're splitting hairs at this point. Yeah. And he just starts and it's a great death. I wrote it down, dude. It starts at one hour, eighteen minutes, and thirty-five seconds. That's when he lands and you see him with the stake through his body. He dies and keeps screaming until one hour, twenty minutes, and ten seconds. It's a minute and a thirty-five seconds. Of Dracula screaming And changing <laughs> It's insane It's so good And at one point Like About halfway through They do a close up Of his gloved hand yeah. And his hand Sort of deflates Like yes. his body Is deflating And you're like Wow That was That was intense And then all of a sudden Nope He ain't he's, done he's like, Ahh! Ahh! <laughs> and They do the makeup yeah. And he's just screaming like Ah Ah Right in, the scre- right in the camera, too. It's, 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 got, it's it, done well. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. I don't know who came up with it. I don't know why it was there. This movie is worth seeing alone, in my opinion, just to go watch that death. It is one of the most epic deaths I have ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> so that was a highlight of the movie, was that. <laughs> the
1: first time I saw it, I went, what? What's going on? What? What? This is still go- oh my God. And I immediately went back. This is epic. How long did this go on? He's not going down without letting everybody know, hey, this stinks, I'm dying. And then, of course, Nad- Nadia, she walks out of the room and she's a vampire. But then it's like, it's now that he's dead, she's gone and she falls down. She's dead. And then she turns back into her human
0: form. And then I want everybody to, if they watch this movie, focuses in on the old man, the vampire's father. And I want to say it looks like a tear runs down his eye. I can't be definitively, but to me it looked like a tear ran down his eye. And
1: now you're going to make me go back and look because I didn't notice that. But also, after he like grabs the ankle and drips the dude, nothing else happens with no, that. he's dead. I mean, he's like, dead again. I guess. I don't know what's going on there. But that's how it ends. Do you recommend this movie? Listen...
0: It's not going to be on my must-see list, but you have this weird habit where you're like, I'm going to see every country's representation of Dracula. Hey, you know, throw it on your list. (laughs) This is a Japanese movie shot in Japan, Japanese actors and actresses, and it's a very traditional European vampire thrown in there in 1970 Japan. My, my oldest daughter, after watching it a couple times, she has interest so on Halloween during during the month of October. We're going to watch it again. There's no overt gratuitous gore. There's no overt sexuality to it. It's a pretty PG-rated movie. But it's just, it's like a sea vampire movie. There's nothing special to it. I, I wouldn't tell people to seek it out.
1: I should qualify this by saying this was my pick. One well, of my rando, I'm, I'm cruising through Amazon Prime looking at different movies. And I said, Lake of Dracula, what's this? You know, I thought, oh, it'd be kind of cool to see the Japanese take. But what I ended up seeing is I see a Japanese take on an Amicus Hammer movie. So it, it's very difficult for me to, like, recommend it. I mean, there are a couple of moments. The cinematography is actually pretty yeah. cool. Michio Yamamoto. He's the director. He was the assistant director on Throne of Blood. Uh, but it's it's hard for me to recommend it because it's 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 not that great of a vampire movie, and it doesn't even bring something of the Japanese culture into it. Like you said, if if you are just I want to watch something I've never watched, yeah. that might be something to check out. But but overall, this is just a B movie. It's a B movie. It's, this is a B movie that isn't that great of a yeah. movie. It's yeah. Not a hidden gem. I thought maybe I found something, <laughs> and I did. It just wasn't what I thought. Now that I think about it, Dracula's death is worth just... Just watch it. That through two it's ins- minutes
0: of the... <laughs> it's out of this world. It's amazing. If you're looking for a red ale and you like red ales, Wing Locker Brewery, their Erica the Hungry red ale. Oh, this is delightful. It's, it's a great red ale.
1: Like I said, if you guys know of any really good red ales, please let us know on the Instagram, on Twitter anything let us know because uh i'm always on the hunt for a good red ale and this this actually is
0: i've been enjoying the hell out of this beer and we together so we two pints each we're well on our way exactly (laughs) (laughs) so this is beer and be movies i'm jason and i'm michael